Moffaday, and welcome to another episode of Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. Episode 248 of Live Till 5 on this Friday, January 12th, 2018. Glad to have you with us. Broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio. This is Live Till 5, our weekly live and local talk and variety program where we hope to entertain you, educate you, edify you in your Christian walk, and give you a great alternative for your Friday afternoon listening. If you ever miss part of the show, you can tune in on Saturdays from noon to 2 or Sunday nights from 7 to 9 p.m. Catch us on the rebound, as we say. Saturdays, noon to 2, Sundays, 7 to 9 p.m. Because we know many of you cannot listen for two straight hours. You're not wall-to-wall listeners. You're catching us in between as you run errands and pick up the kids from school and head to soccer practice, heading home from church and watch care groups, and maybe you're at work, sitting at your desk, listening on your computer through khmg.org. You know you can listen to the live stream there. Maybe you're in your car driving around listening on 88.1 FM on the old radio dial. Maybe you're listening on your smartphone through a downloadable app like TuneIn or on your tablet. Anything that can connect to the internet, you can listen to our live stream of this program. You can also download podcasts of this show and many other great shows through khmg.org. Many programs we produce here at Harvest Family Radio are available there and some great resources there for you. So please check us out, khmg.org. You can email us through that website as well. We'd also like to encourage you to get on our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Find us on Facebook, follow us, give us a little thumbs up, drop a comment, a constructive comment there. You can send us a private message through there as well so we can hear from you. We love to hear from our listeners. Now, it is Friday, January 12th. I want to talk about some of the things about January. I was looking up uh, an educational website called Duckster's Education Site. Some of the school teachers listening might have heard that before. Duckster's, D-U-C-K-S-T-E-R-S, Duckster's. And it has like little ducks as the uh, decorative characters on the website. It's talking about January in history. About the month of January, it's the first month of the year that ha- and has 31 days in it. Okay, we kind of knew that already, right? It is winter in the Northern Hemisphere and summer in the Southern Hemisphere. The holidays in the month of January are New Year's Day, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, Australia Day. It is National Book Month, National Thank You Month, Eye Care Month, Volunteer Blood Donor Month, and Soup Month. Does anyone know what the birthstone of January is? I don't even know if birthstones were as big of a deal as they used to be. It seemed like two decades ago, birthstones were a bigger deal. You'd see more about it. You'd hear more about it. But maybe at that time, I was just, you know, buying earrings for my little daughter and things like that. But the birthstone for January, garnet. And the flower is a carnation. The history of January. January is named after the Roman god Janus. Janus is also the Roman word for door. The god Janus had two faces, which allowed him to look forwards uh, into the coming year and backwards into the past year. I think there's an investment company uh, that you can like invest your mutual funds and stuff through called Janus, and it has a picture of that Roman coin with the two faces of Janus. The original Roman calendar only had 10 months. January and February were added uh, were not included, but were added later. 
And of course, uh, January in Chinese, Mandarin, Yu Yu, Danish, Yanyuar, Italian, Ginanio, Ita- uh, Latin, Yanuarius, uh, uh, French, Yanvier, and Spanish, Enero. I probably totally butchered every one of those, so I'm very sorry. I'm just reading them phonetically off the paper here. Historical names uh, were Januarius in Rome. The Saxon uh, historical name for January was Gilio, and the Germanic historic name was Snowmonth or Schneemond. You can see why in the European climate, why they would have called it Snowmonth. On average, it's the coldest month of the year in the Northern Hemisphere. It's the second month of winter. Of course, it is the equivalent month uh, to July if you were to be in the Southern Hemisphere. So it uh, it is the opposite of July. Sometimes the Saxons called January the wolf month because hungry wolves would come down into their towns searching for food during that time of year. And for a long period of time in European history, the start of the new year actually occurred in March, not in January. So there you go, some facts about January. Now, January is... As, as I already mentioned a few things, but it's Human Resource Month, HR Month. International Brain Teaser Month. Uh, let's see here. What else is happening this month? Uh, Creativity Month. New Year's Resolution for Businesses, which that happens to be our theme today, New Year's Resolutions. Uh, let's see here. Quality of Life, Wayfinding, Wealth Mentality, March of Dimes, Birth Defects Prevention, be on purpose. Uh, let's see. Blood donor month, book blitz month, braille literacy, and candy month, just to mention a few. And then, of course, there are some weekly observances in the month of January. It's the 12th today, so let's see what's happening around this time. Uh, Cuckoo Dancing Week, whatever that is, uh, starts this week. Healthy Weight Week. You know, we just started a little weight loss competition, me and a couple of the fellas. I might talk about that a little later in the show. Uh, Elvis Presley Birthday Celebration Week is ending today. A Home Office Safety and Security Week ends tomorrow. Uh, Hotheads Chili Day is later this week, the 17th and 18th. Uh, let's see here. We have a couple other observances. National Folic Acid Awareness Week ends on Saturday. Uh, National Pizza Week starts on Sunday. That sounds good. Um, let's see. We are in the middle of the National Western Stock Show and Rodeo, the 6th through the 21st in Denver, Colorado. That's kind of a long observance. No Name Calling Week starts on the 15th, Monday. Uh, let's see. What else is happening? North American International Auto Show in Detroit this week, the 14th through the 21st. And Sugar Awareness Week is the 15th through the 19th. And Universal Letter Writing Week ends on the 14th this week. Today being the 12th, some observances for today. Curried Chicken Day. Sounds great, right? Uh, Kiss a Ginger Day. If you have a redhead in your life, you'd like to give them a little kiss right now. Try not to, uh, you know, cause a traffic accident there. Uh, Let's see here. National Hot Tea Day. Marzipan Day. Pharmacist Day and Work Harder Day. Tomorrow's Eagle Day, Make Your Dreams Come True Day, Peach Melba Day, Sticker Day, Vision Board Day, Poetry Break Day, Public Radio Broadcasting Day, Rubber Ducky Day, 
and Stephen Foster Memorial Day. Sunday is Caesarean Section Day, International Kite Day, Dress Up Your Pet Day on Sunday, Hot Pastrami Sandwich Day, Supper Day, Organize Your Home, Orthodox New Year, and Ratification Day. Monday, Civil Rights Day, Hat Day, Humanitarian Day, Idaho Human Rights Day, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Uh, Let's see here. Robert E. Lee Day in Alabama and Arkansas and Mississippi and Strawberry Ice Cream Day. The 16th, Appreciate a Dragon Day. Never heard of that before. Civil Service Day, Hot and Spicy Food Day on the 16th, National Fig Newton Day. How many of you like Fig Newtons? How many of you have never had a Fig Newton? Yeah. When I was a kid, Fig Newtons must have been cheaper than all of the good cookies because it seemed like we would get Fig Newtons in our lunch every day. And none of us liked Fig Newtons. That was the lunch item that you would try to trade away and you would settle for one Twizzler for a whole sandwich baggie full of Fig Newtons. They came out with the Apple Fig Newtons for a while. Those were tolerable. One of the problems with Fig Newtons is they, when you dunk them, they don't absorb any milk. That's one, one of many problems with those dense little nasty cookies. Anyway, Fig Newton Day is coming up this week. Um, that's on the 16th. National Nothing Day, Religious Freedom Day, and Without a Scalpel Day. The 17th, Ben Franklin's Birthday, Cable Car Day. Uh, ditch Your New Year's Resolution Day. Boy, that's awfully sudden. Uh, International Mentoring Day. Kid Inventors Day. And Popeye Day, the 18th, Get to Know Your Customer Day, Peking Duck Day, Thesaurus Day, and Winnie the Pooh Day is coming up on the 18th. Just to name a few things that are happening this month, happening this week, and happening these next days. Now, we're going to take a short break. We have a little harvest highlights for you today. Now that we're back in the swing of school happening here. And so Chris loaded up a harvest highlights for us. So you stick around, listeners. Episode 248 of Live Till 5 on this Friday, January 12th. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. We'll be back after this short break. Back with a little more live till 5 is 3.20 p.m. On this Friday, January 12th, I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. Episode 248 of our little show, Live Till 5. Let's talk about the weather a little bit here. Uh, Let's see. Chris used to live in Alaska, one of the bigger cities in Alaska. Here, just one second. What's a big city in Alaska? Anchorage, Anchorage, Alaska. I know you listeners probably knew that already. 
Anchorage, Alaska. I just want to check the weather while we're while we're just here, kind of hanging out together, just us us together here. Anchorage, Alaska. The temperature is 22 degrees. Anchorage, Alaska, right now is warmer than Ankeny, Iowa, where my son is headed right now. It's five degrees in Ankeny, Iowa, right now. It's 22 degrees in Anchorage. That is hard to believe. And it's nighttime in Anchorage. It's been dark there for hours and hours. I mean, I don't know if the sun came up today in Anchorage, honestly, but it's probably for very short. But it's actually colder in Kansas City, 13 degrees, my hometown, compared to Anchorage, which is 22 degrees. Greenville, South Carolina, where my daughter's at, called her today, 59 degrees. She said it's miserable, though. Even though 59 is not that cold technically, she said it's cloud cover, dreary, foggy, and very windy right now. So it just is a miserable day. Uh, Milwaukee, 24 degrees. I don't know how many good days are in Milwaukee. It's kind of hard to say. Uh, when you talk to people from that area, there are people that just love it no matter what, and then there's everyone else. Uh, Honolulu, 75 degrees. About the temperature here in the studio. Perfect. Roswell, Georgia, right outside of Atlanta, 56 degrees. And then, of course, beautiful Guam, partly sunny, 84 degrees right now outside, according to my weather app. So, yeah, I got uh, a lot to be thankful for weather-wise. Now, about nine years ago, I moved away from Guam to frozen New Hampshire. And uh, every day... I would put on Facebook how much I didn't like the weather. And finally, one of my church members chided me and said I needed to stop using Facebook as a weather complaint uh, page. And I was convicted about that because I need to be grateful for where I was at because it was a very beautiful place. It just was colder than what I was used to. And I kind of just kept talking about it all the time. So I don't complain about the weather anymore. No matter where you're at, it can be beautiful. The weather can be great. When it is you know, 15 degrees or five degrees somewhere else, it is very easy to be a little bit envious of the nice warm weather we have here. But, you know, when the leaves are changing or there's a white Christmas, it's a little envious, easy to be envious of what the weather's like there. So I guess you just have to bloom where you're planted and and, uh, whatever state God has put you in, no pun intended, uh, be content with that. That is the weather report for the day. did want to mention... Two, well, I'll just mention one thing now. Um, then we'll take another short break and we'll come back and we'll have all our regular segments, including This Day in History, What's in My Coffee, uh, provided by The Hub, of course, Sebastian's Quiz, a little bit of chatting with the fellas. So that's coming up here in just a minute. But let me share one public service announcement with you, then we'll take a short break. I just read about this today in the USA Today link on the Guam Pacific Daily News page. So Guam Pacific Daily News, I believe, is owned by the same company, uh, Gannett uh, Media, that owns USA Today. And um, they had a warning in there. It just came out. uh, It was published 10.30 a.m. yesterday, I believe. And it's called the Tide Pod Challenge. Um... It's an article warning parents about this new thing. Now, on social media, I mean, all different forms of uh, internet communication, there are always d- different challenges. There was the ice bucket challenge. There was the cinnamon challenge. There was the, um, 
that one really hot pepper, the Carolina Reaper challenge. There was the um, uh, planking challenge. I mean, there's been so many different challenges, right? Uh, so this one here, though, some of these really get out of hand, and parents need to be aware of this. The Tide Pod Challenge. You know how you can buy those laundry detergent packets that are uh, they dissolve. You just throw the whole pot in there. It's like a little plastic bag, and then the water from the laundry will disintegrate the bag, and then the detergent and the fabric softener all leak out. Yeah, so those are Tide Pods. So just so you have some context there. This is the challenge that's been happening online. Apparently, teens are putting detergent pods in their mouth and then posting videos online. It says it started as jokes. The lure of Tide Pods, which look almost like candy, broke into satirical conversations as early as 2015 when uh, you know, a satirical newspaper basically published a column about that, right? So in 2017, Poison Control Centers received reports of more than 10,500 exposures to highly concentrated packets of laundry detergent by children five and younger. 10,500 in the United States children that have been exposed to or affected by this uh, detergent. Okay, so March 2017 video likely generated the biggest conversation about students eating pods. Um, basically, uh, viewers see a college student tempted to eat a Tide pod after researching how toxic the pods are. He still ends up uh, eating one, and it's pretty disgusting, basically. So these are serious health risks. I guess the bottom line, the public service announcement of this is, parents, be aware of what your kids are watching and what social media they're interacting with. And, you know, if you allow your kids to do slumber parties, uh, there's some pretty good cases why you probably shouldn't do that. But if you do, make sure that uh, the kids aren't up at 4 a.m. doing silly stuff like putting Tide Pods in their mouth. It could make them very sick. It could probably poison someone to the point of hospitalization or worse. It's not worth it. It's a fad for kids listening. It's going to pass so quickly. Uh, you're not going to gain popularity or get a million uh uh, likes on your Facebook for doing something silly like that. So do not put anything in your mouth like Tide Pods or Cascade Pods or any kind of detergent at all. It's not worth it. It's really foolish and it will make you extremely sick and uh, you won't garner any new respect. People will just think that you you know, don't have any common sense. So that's my public service announcement, as, as rough as that was. Now, let's take a short break. When we come back, Lawrence will be here, Sebastian, Chris, the whole gang, and we will enjoy the rest of this hour. You're listening to Live Till 5 here on KHMG, Harvest Family Radio. It's 3.27 p.m. on Friday, January 12th, 2018, episode 248. Stick around more Live Till 5 after this. with a little more live till 5. It's 3.32 p.m. at the KHMG studios here. Hi, atop the campus of Harvest Ministries, broadcasting from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio. 
KHMG. Been on the air almost 22 years. I think we're about two months shy of our 22-year anniversary. We'll be saying more about that as we get closer to March. But uh, it's been a real blessing. Been on the air doing this show now for almost five years. We're only a couple weeks away from our five-year anniversary. Honestly, in all honesty, I don't think we thought we'd do this for more than five episodes. And then it was five weeks, and then it was five months. We never thought we'd go five years. So thank you, listeners, for the anecdotal support that we get periodically from people as we bump into folks and they're like, hey, I heard what you said about, you know, the Tide Pod Challenge. Well, that right there keeps me going for another week. So if if I can just hear from a few listeners now and again, some texts, maybe some, you know, veiled compliments, uh, Facebook message. They don't even have to be veiled compliments, right, Chris? I mean... You can you can give us a straight up compliment if you want. Sometimes people do. Yeah, yeah, and they're greatly appreciated. Yeah, I I'm always amazed by somebody. They almost and this happens quite frequently. They they just come up and say, "Hey, I heard you say this," and then I'll kind of look around like, oh, "Really?" And sometimes I don't remember having said it. To yep. be honest, if you do enough mm-hmm. two hour shows five yep. days a week. You don't remember exactly what you said, so um, so those I feel like are compliments. I feel like if they said to me, it is a compliment if you said you heard me said say something. Sure, I just count that as a compliment because you're listening. Yep, I I get some things that I'm sure they mean as a compliment, like <laughs> oh, why did you say that? I'll take that as a compliment. Oh. You know, like uh, okay. I have one person in my immediate family that sometimes won't listen because he or she might be afraid that I might mention them um, and possibly embarrass them. And we don't so, know who that is. No, we're, I'm trying. trying I'm to trying guess. to veil hers or his identity um, as appropriate because they might just start being tempted to listen again. So, but right. if they say, "Why did you say that?" I take that as a compliment. It means that they were listening. Yeah, they were listening. And, um, you know, sometimes they might add to that, like, I can't believe you said that, or I thought I told you not to say that, something like that, you know. So, But I take it. It gets me week by week, you know. We're just looking for little. I thought I told you not to say that. That (laughs) Something like that, yeah. That one is not good. I'd like to say I've never heard that, but I actually have. So anyway, um, yeah. So, hey, we got all the fellows are here. Um, uh. My grandmother used to sing a song around the house. She used to sing a lot of songs, as I think back. One was Hail, Hail, the Gang's All Here. And yes. uh, so, hey, the gang is all here right now with uh, Chris Harper, all-around good guy and station manager, Sebastian Basildua, the quiz master of the day and uh, research assistant, and uh, also uh, wingman weekly and uh, part-time host of this show. And then Lawrence Nangast, the history professor, been on the show for uh, he's he's older than dirt uh, when it comes to this show. He's been around for at least 150 of these episodes, probably. So if you want to listen to Lawrence's greatest hits, you can just go back in the podcast <laughs> on KHMG.org and just download them and listen to. You get it. it's it, you know the equivalent of going to college and being a history major if you just listen to all these little this day in histories. Wouldn't you say, Lawrence? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I'd say it's about about right. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, and, you know, while we're sitting here, we're all enjoying 
the drinks that have been so generously provided to us by The Hub. Let me just go ahead and mention that this segment is brought to us by Hebrews Worldwide Coffee Shop and Bookstore, also known as The Hub, offering a lot of different things. Drinks, baked goods. They have bagels with cream cheese. They have malasadas. They have special drinks that, that kind of come up seasonally or monthly. I love that place. I go there every day. Now, I'm on a diet, so I'm trying to stay away from all the best things they have. But they also have these things, sugar-free drinks. So if you are trying to watch it, like some of us in the room are, uh, this, is a, this is a good alternative. So I asked them to give us something that was sugar-free and tasty. And so they hopefully have. Chris, uh, what does yours taste like? Mine tastes like a green tea and looks like a green tea. It's a yellow, uh, clear liquid, and it has a tea bag in it. So that re- that was the first thing that tipped me yes. off. Yep, that yep. It was tea. I think we all have iced tea the of tea some bag. sort, but they're all different and it's colors. Cold, yep, which I like. Um, I don't usually drink a lot of green tea, uh, but because I like a black tea. But this tastes pretty good after I put the sugar in it. Okay. I don't know if I would drink it without sugar. Sure. It's. Um, I've heard some people say without sugar, it's a little earthy. It's a little earthy. That's yeah. exactly Which what it I is. I think in most of Asia, they actually prefer it that way. So that's that's not a derogatory statement. It is more earthy. I don't know what the flavor of the tea is, but if you were to blindfold me and give me this, I would have known it was a green tea. Okay. Um, so. But with a little squirt of sugar. It, it, yeah. Liquid sugar, that is. Couple squirts of sugar. Couple squirts of sugar. I uh, I like it. Tastes right. good. It's refreshing. Nice cold drink. I usually have hot drinks, it seems yeah. like. And so I'm glad to have this cold All drink. Right. Well, and this is one that won't like clog up your throat while you're trying to talk on the radio and things That's like right. that. So it's, it's, and uh, we'll do the big reveal here in just a moment. Sebastian, yours must be good because it is three quarters. May I say maybe more like 67% gone. And you can log this in on your uh, hydration app here in a little That's bit. That's the whole purpose. Yeah. yeah. So what does it taste like? Well, uh, I did not add any sugar because um, I'm being good. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but he still drank almost the whole thing. So yeah, it's it great. That bad. It's great. Well, okay. So um, I, to best describe this, you know, we said it's kind of earthy. It's like the coffee shop worker went outside and found the most beautiful flower. And then they ripped it from its foundation and then tore the leaves off. Its foundation. Yeah. I've never heard of a, a leaf <laughs> stem being referred to as a foundation. He's being hyperbolic. Continue. Nice. Yeah, I'm interested. Okay. And then they boiled it hot, hot, hot. And the flavors leaked out of the beautiful leaves. And I'm drinking it now. Okay. All right. <laughs> Over they, ice. They made it cold first. Yeah, yeah and they, they, they iced it up, it and it's a nice color. It's, a, it's the color of, I don't know, what color would you call that? That's the, maybe the color of um, kind of that rust, rusty bathwater <laughs> it, color. It, it looks like tea. Yeah, it's tea color. <laughs> there mean, you go. Really? All right, Lawrence, how about yours? Yours is a light green. This is, um, this is not one of those things without sugar I drink very often. Mm-hmm. Do you drink um, anything without sugar very often? Water <laughs> uh, and coffee. Mm-hmm, uh, I don't mm-hmm. ever put sugar in my coffee. Um, on this show, mm-hmm. rarely ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I could probably on one hand count the sugar-free drinks yes. I've had on this show. Well, you show. have a nose for it. You usually look for the one that's going <laughs> to yeah. be oh, you know, that loaded That smells up. like chocolate. Yes, Perfect. That's right. I'll take it. Or I'll give it to 
BL and mm-hmm. have him guess mm-hmm. like cider instead. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was great. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Okay. Uh, with this, by the way, these teas just in general, um, really solid uh, hearty tea bags. I mean, they're really big yes. and full. You um, can actually do what I call a hobo tea. So you drink the right. first one, mm-hmm. drink it down, and then you it, pull the bag out once it's steeped. Then put the bag back in, ask them for another cup of hot water, have a second bag of tea. Yeah. Hobo like tea. Hobo tea. That's what nice. hobos do, right? They watch for people sure. leave their tea bags sitting out, and they sure. take them. And, and they them ride out. the rails. and They do. They ride the rails, and they tell stories and eat beans out of cans. Yeah. That's right. Ride the rails. <laughs> That's the life. I'll tell you what. So but, what does it taste like? Um, yeah. I think mine is a little bit more in the, uh, in the family of what Chris is drinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is green tea. I think you guys have black teas and we yep. have green teas. Yep. Um, this, uh, I don't know what the flavor is because I didn't have any Chris's, but there's something else besides just green tea in here. However, yeah, uh, it's not much. It, mm-hmm. It's predominantly a green it's tea a in hint. here. Nothing yeah. minty, right? Doesn't have a minty. No, no, no. I do like that one. The mint, the mint Marrakesh tea. mint. Marrakesh yep. mint, very good. No, I think this one is just. Uh, I don't even. I'm not even gonna hazard a guess. It's just green tea, and, mm-hmm. then, and then there's gonna be something else in there, um, and I can't even really place it. Okay. Well, um, and I also obviously have an iced tea as well. These are from the Mighty Leaf Tea Company, mm-hmm. and their little sachets of tea are, as Lawrence described them, they're like little, they're like little fabric bags that are full of all kinds of, right, right, you know, bits and pieces of of mm-hmm. people's gardens, and then they make tea out of them. It's very tasty. Mine is, I would assume, some type of black tea, maybe an oolong or a mm-hmm. or a, a, a ma. What is that one called? I forget it. I'm gonna say it wrong. So anyway, um, it's the color of the Yangtze River after the Eastern Indian Trade Company mm. soldiers marched through mm. um, in their trousers. A little muddy. They, yes. So it's a, it's a, it's like a it's a iron colored mud. This is what mm-hmm. their trousers look like after they come out the other side because there's a high iron content. In oh, the it's water the color there. of the trousers. Color not of the, the river. trousers. Sorry. Oh, okay. the river stains the trousers. Right. You confused us. I think the river that looks stains more the trousers. like the Ganges right there. Yes, it, it could be the Ganges, but they they march through <laughs> and their trousers look this color. When they come out on the other yeah. side. Yeah. So just for our listeners, because, you know, it's the cinema of the mind. We're trying to paint yeah. a picture here so yes. that they want to drink this tea. So now let's do the big reveal on what type of tea it is. Just we, tear this open? Or what? Yeah, I, just I tear assume it open. so. I'm yep. trying without. Yeah, just you know, the open. interesting thing about these Mighty Leaf tea bag, uh, they oh. have these real strings. They're like real threads. And it creates a wicking effect. And it wicks the tea right out of your cup and will drip on the side of your cup it does. after a while. Yeah. It does. So you have to remove the bag. Mine here, um, which I'm holding upside down, is, uh, oh, yeah, vanilla bean. Oh, vanilla bean. I would have known that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that's, Sebastian's that's good stuff. I had one Mighty earlier. Leaf Vanilla Bean, yes. What do you have, Sebastian? I have the Fleur de Oranger. I don't know what language that is, so I'm sorry. Fleur, but it's also one? known as the Orange Blossom. I was going to say, right above that, it's <laughs> in French. English. There you go. Okay, all right. And uh, Chris, what's yours? A cherry lemon green Ooh, tea. Oh, I love that one. Yeah, I love it's, it. it's very subtle, but yeah. It's and then uh, which one you have there, Lawrence? The green tea tropical. Green tea tropical. And that's <laughs> that's a that's a staple. It that's is. a staple it's a, drink. It's just a standard green tea. Mm. Very delicious. Well, uh, for our listening audience, if you're listening to the live show on Friday afternoon, you still have 15 minutes to get by the hub and uh, get one of these drinks and tell them that you heard about it 
on live till 5. The Hub's open every day, 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. And they kindly sponsor this program by providing us with delectable treats. And uh, so, yeah. Now, I think it's time to take a little quiz. We have some epic quiz music to bring us into the quiz. Sebastian, take it away. It is time for a quiz. And I call it Food for Your Mind. Food for Your Mind. Hmm. Nice. Because eating food right now is... We're all thinking about it. <sighs> yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, okay. I'm. This is a very, you know, I, I'm kind of going with the theme of kind of healthy tips kind okay. of for the people making those New Year's resolutions. Great. So um, you guys will get to answer so many questions here. So question number one, visualize a dinner plate divided into four equal portions. From which food group should you put the most food onto your plate? A, protein, B, vegetables, or C, carbohydrates? Vegetables. I would say <laughs> vegetables. Vegetables. There's only four. There's four sections, but only three options. Yeah. Hmm. The other oh. one are Little Debbie snack cakes. We already know. Ah, well, that one's full. We already <laughs> know that you're not supposed to do that. That one's chock full. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with vegetables. Um, to just be different, I'm going to go with protein. Oh, thank you. Uh, well, sorry, Chris. It's vegetables or yep. vegetables. As this like is from say. the uh, Vegetable Growers Union's website. So uh, okay. They might be biased. They're that. a bit biased, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. A point for Jared, a point for Lawrence. Here we go. Next question. <laughs> True or false? Chocolate can be good for your health. Am I first? Uh-huh. True. Taru. True. Taru. Yeah, it's good for the heart. Dark chocolate specifically. Not so much Full of milk. antioxidants and mm-hmm. omega-7. Taru. It's, it's true. Good job. As loaded with antioxidants, as, as you said. But it nobody can, gets a point. It can help to lower blood pressure and can even help your body regu- to regulate blood sugar. Limit dark chocolate to one ounce or about 30 grams per day. Just there's your warning. Yeah. You can't overload on dark One chocolate. ounce about the size of my fist, or is that more of the size of yeah. like a watermelon? If you spread it thin, <laughs> uh, thin, probably the outer shell of a watermelon is fair <laughs> okay. on one ounce. Your hand, it's probably the width of. It's like when, when, you're, when you're trying to watch what you eat, dark chocolate's like gold lame. It's like you, you could pound it out so thin. Yep. Mm-hmm. That you could get like a lot of square footage out of it easily. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right, great. Th- thank you. Okay. Here we go. Which of the following foods will help you to absorb more good for you nutrients from the vegetables in your salad? So if you eat this food, it'll help you gain more nutrients from um, a avocado, b spinach, c tomatoes, or d basil. Basil. Sure. What was the first one? Avocado. I'll say avocado. Avocado. Because I don't know. Mm. Avocado does have some of those fatty acids that you need. But the spinach has the folic acid in the leafy greens. I'm going to go with spinach. Spinach. That's what I'm going with, spinach. Spinach. Well, uh, Chris, good job. You got a point. Yes. You went with avocado? It's avocado. Yeah, it was a total guess. It's a super I don't food. know. I, mean, hmm. I really don't know. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's all tied up you here. Seem Question to know. four. Yeah. Question. Yeah, a confidently unconfident well, answer. Now I know. It's a well, close yeah, race. Now you know. That's why I do these quizzes. So guacamole. All right. True or false? In order to lose or maintain your weight, 
You should never eat meals after 8 p.m. Hmm. Hmm. Never eat meals after 8 p.m. 8 p.m. I guess it depends on when you're getting up in the morning, but I'll say false. False severity. There are certain career paths one might take that would force him to eat after 8 p.m. Right, of course. Vampires, for example. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Yeah, uh, I would say it is true. You should not eat after 8 p.m. Or is that false? You should not eat after 8 p.m. You should not eat after 8 p.m. That'd be true. Okay, true. Don't eat after 8 p.m. I'm going to go with false. False Cerrone. Well, uh, Chris and Lawrence, you get a point. Um, It doesn't matter what time you eat your last meal as much as the amount you eat. If yeah. you're hungry, you should so eat So Lawrence small eating that half gallon of Snickers ice cream at 9 p.m. <laughs> last week was okay. No, I timed I it. Lindsay it was, is it listening. It was 7.40. Okay, all right. So okay. I was well, you get it in before you turn into yeah. a pumpkin. Before it goes to 8 o'clock, <laughs> yeah. down that ice cream. If it's late <laughs> and close to your bedtime, you should eat a light meal balanced with a light protein, <clears throat> a starch, and a small amount of fat. Mm, okay. Great. Great. Ice Cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right. Final question here. Jared... You can either tie yourself with everyone and no one wins, or someone else can win. Oh, strategic. (laughs) All right. True or false? The term baked, not fried, on a nutrition information panel means that the food is low in fat and a good option on a weight loss eating plan. False. Hmm. So if I give the right answer and everyone else gives the right answer, no one gets a point and I win. No, you lose still. I lose. But if I give the you wrong answer. You have to answer, go the opposite of what we do to tie us. Basically, <sighs> I can't. But I here. cannot go against my <laughs> conscience. I must say it's false. False. His conscience. That's my conscience. Yeah. You don't want this on your conscience. I don't. I'll tell you that. What if someone goes out and just starts buying a bunch of things to say baked, not fried? Yeah, I'm going to go with true on that. True. Well, thank you, Lawrence, for giving everyone else a point. Mm-hmm. So Chris won. Elevating Chris to the top. Good yes, job, Chris. False. Top of the heat. You need to read the nutrition information panel to be sure how many calories and grams of fat a food has per serving. So the question was not comparing baked to fried. It was just saying whether baked was fry, uh, healthy. Uh, the, well, you'll see the baked, not fried term used on, on foods and the idea that, oh, it just says that. So I, it's, it's healthy to eat. But right. it's still... Mm. The, the idea is you still want to check the back because it, it actually sometimes will be even mm. worse than fried foods. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. We used to see these snack well cookies. We thought that they were because they were in the healthy <laughs> section. So I'd eat a whole box of snack well cookies. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't, you know, you can't eat twice as much just because they're half the fat or whatever. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, I, you know, and I filled myself. All sorts with, of issues. Yeah. Half the fat. So well, we're going to take like a one minute break, just kind of reset here. And then we're going to wrap up the hour with a little chit chat. And I want to run a story by you guys. So listeners, stick around a little more live till five. It is Friday, January 12th, 2018, 3.51 p.m. here at the studios of KHMG. Stick around a little more live till five after this short break. back with a little more live till 5 3 53 p.m on this friday january 12th just want to wrap up the hour and kind of run a story by the fellas here get their input on this have you guys 
what's your favorite coffee drink? If you were to go down to the hub, what would be your favorite coffee drink? Mocha. Mocha? All right. Yep. What do you like, Sebastian? Kona Mocha. Kona Mocha? That's mm. a very good choice. Yeah. Lawrence, you've had two of everything down there. Oh, you know at least. you know the whole menu very well. What's your favorite drink? With coffee in it. With coffee, yeah. Coffee type um, drink. The, the, boy. The, the, my favorite, but we don't have it down there. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, I like the cold brew with vanilla. We cold have brew there. with vanilla. Yes. Okay. Well, this might be my new one. This is a London cafe has unveiled, according to Reuters, which is a very reliable news source, unveils the new Selficino. Selficino. You can use an app, and it, uh, just to summarize the, the story, for about $7.50 or uh, 5.75 pounds. So I don't know if they say 0.75 there, but anyway, $7.50. You can get a selfie chino, and it's a cappuccino. And you use an app, take your picture, you upload the picture to the their website or whatever, and their espresso machine not only makes the cappuccino, and then puts the froth on top, but then it sprinkles uh, the the little bit of um, kind of a uh, some kind of coffee dust or something on top to make like a stain in the froth for just a moment. That is the picture that you uploaded. So you can actually take a selfie and then look at your own face, your own visage in the froth as you drink it. That's okay. pretty cool. We need to get one of those machines in the hub. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's it, because, you know, the world is not uh, narcissistic enough. No. You just need one more way of looking at yourself, make your food look like yourself. I, I wonder if they could do like a like a that, like with um, spiral cut hams, like where you could upload your picture and you get back the honey baked ham and the, the honey baked ham has been basic. carved into your face. Yeah, it's like your face looks just like it. <laughs> That would be great. You could do uh, like well, selfie turkeys. You could do uh, hamburgers. Spam. spam. You could have a spam. Your face that, in the spam. Yes. It literally, the, the can, may, maybe it could come like a kit, like a Mr. Potato Head kit. But it's a spam kit, and you could actually form it to look like yourself. Basically, all these narcissistic food lines that would go huge. That's They'd one huge. option. Yeah. It's one way to go. And the the, <laughs> the uh, selfie chino, though, I think... That really probably will take off. I mean, if you think about it, customization is a big deal. If it's not too expensive technology, I could see that taking off. Wow. Seems like something tourists would really like. Seems That's like a bonding your... friendship thing you would do. We, yeah. We drank a selfie chino. Yeah, we together. had a selfie chino. <laughs> what? How come you didn't call me back after the selfie chino? Uh, yeah. So I could see that being something, another overpriced uh, type of item you could find out and out and about. It's for so. Instagram, right? You take a picture of it for Instagram. Or yeah, whatever. right. Yeah, and then you basically you take a picture of yourself, upload it to the coffee shop's machine. Right. It spits out, literally and figuratively, a selfie chino, yeah. which you take another picture of and upload to Instagram. Oh, wow. That's right. That's a very inefficient way of... Uh, uh, why didn't you just take a picture of your face and put it on you Instagram? You could. You cut could. out the middleman. Cut out the middleman. Save yourself five point seven five pounds. That's uh, seems five pounds seventy five pence. I guess pence is, is pence. that what they say? Yeah. Like yeah. like the uh, vice president, like Mike Pence. Uh, yep, that's about kind right. of kind of the same. Okay, yeah. all right, great, great, great. Okay, well, we're gonna take a short break now for the top of the hour. Filled that last seven minutes brilliantly. No problem. Nailed that's it. What, I've learned that. I've learned how to do that with Chris here. 
with the take note. Hey, got seven minutes left. Let me let me share one more verse with you. That's what I just did, but the less <laughs> spiritual version of that. So, yeah. All right, guys, we're going to take a short break. Listeners, stick around for a little more Live Till 5. It is episode 248 on this Friday, January 12, 2018, here on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam. Stick around for SRN News and another hour of Live Till 5. you got to spread joy up to the maximum brain. Down to the minimum and have faith. Amen. A pandemonium liable to walk upon the scene. Amen. To illustrate my last remark, Jonah in the whale, Noah in the ark. Now what did they do? What did they do? Just when everything looks so dark. What do they, what do they, what do they do? Man, they said you better accentuate the positive, even. Eliminate the negative and latch on to the affirmative. Don't mess with Mr. In Between. No, don't you mess with Mr. Hoffaday and welcome back to Live Till 5, our second hour of our two-hour live local talk and variety program here at KHMG Harvest Family Radio, broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries. Episode 248 on the 12th of January. Our theme today, New Year's resolutions. Talk a little bit about some health. We had a little health quiz, which Chris aced the health quiz in the first hour. Uh, Sebastian so carefully prepared it for us. And now in the second hour, we have a number of things to talk about. But one of those things is a regular segment we call This Day in History, where we look back at this date and see what things happen in history. Some are random. Some might be trivial. Some might be, you know, virtually... uh, Un, unimportant. Uh, however, some might be some of the biggest things ever happened in the history of the human race. And Lawrence has a way of kind of gleaning the best. He, he, he takes all the historical things that happened on January 12th, and he puts them through this series of intellectual filters, like a big filter and then smaller filters. It gets down where he gets the finest essence of historical information, down to these little gems it's like mining for gold but with historical information and lawrence he's really a gold miner when it comes to this stuff yeah so lawrence what exactly gold what have you brought us from january 12th in history well like you said you do your best or, or get out <laughs> basically i guess so here i am on the edge of my seat Hey, people love this segment, by the way. I've, I've heard uh, from anecdotal sources that people love this. I've had people say, I love this day in history. They wait around. Shaking they wait around. hands. I kept you into the second hour just so yeah, I could make did. sure that I, I could know. say I had people listen to both hours. There you go. That, that's the stat we're looking to fill. Um, sure. We'll, we'll, we'll go down a little bit of a list here and, and read some things about what happened on January 12th, uh, 
on, on various years. 1803, U.S. Senate approves Thomas Jefferson's nominee of James Monroe and Robert Livingston to negotiate purchase of New Orleans from France. Uh, that little piece there was still in their in their um, possession after the Louisiana Purchase. It was kind of the last piece that came into our possession. I didn't know that. But if you think about it, um, it's an interesting area to have not American when the Mississippi River kind of fills out into the Gulf there. Um, and which it, so what what was the the you're New saying Orleans just New Orleans was purchased later after separate the, yeah. wow. There was a couple things like that. Kind so it was of a little French together. enclave you had. Yeah, which we, is we why it's kept such it. a such a dominant French. The um, French Quarter and all that. Yeah. Names of things, as, yeah, as well as the French Quarter if, uh, amongst other things. But anyways, uh, 1903, a whole hundred years later, Harry You're getting Houdini. off to a good start, by the way. Just so yeah, you know. Yeah, no, that was good food. That was gold. Food for thought. That was a gold <laughs> nugget. That was about a, a one carat little. Wow, that uh, is up about there. About a half a gram of gold right there. Half buddy. a gram even. Harry Houdini performs at Rembrandt Theater, Amsterdam. Um, that was a movie I grew up watching quite a bit. The uh, old Tony Curtis one? The old Tony Curtis yeah, one. That's a good one. I've seen it probably uh, nearly a dozen times, and um, I don't know. It's just intriguing. That yeah, time. it is. The it Magician's is. Life is, uh, especially that one, starting out back 100 years ago, is always very interesting. Um, 1913, so 10 years later. This is right before World War One. After using another other pseudonyms over the years... Joseph Zugashvili. Does that ring a name with you guys? You ever heard of that name before? What year was it? No. 1913. 1913. Joseph Zugashvili? Zugashvili, yeah. Zugashvili? No. Did he have another name? He will. That's what I'm about to tell you, but I didn't know if you'd ever heard of his non- Joseph. uh, uh, 1913. Joseph Stalin? Yeah, that's him. There you go. Signs himself as Stalin or Man of Steel in a letter to the paper uh, Social Democrat. Uh, That's the name of the paper. But yeah, Joseph Stalin's actually um, a pseudonym for his real name Mm. uh, simply because it was just too difficult. Uh, he, He wanted it to be a more powerful name in the paper. Uh, as he came to power. So, Joseph Stalin. Ah, that makes sense why there was a documentary I watched years ago uh, about Joseph Stalin, and it was called The Man of Steel. And I always wondered, why is it called that? So, yeah. okay. Yeah. That's what he wanted people to you're, know. You're hitting, you, the, um, you basically, you've been up to bat three times. You've already hit three homers. Yeah, not, <laughs> not too bad. S- sadder news, 1948, Mahatma Gandhi uh, begins his final fast. Mm. Um, That's a triple right there. Good job. Yeah, thank. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think so. I didn't think that was going to be anything <laughs> of note. Um, and the the last few things here um, was let me see Louisville, Kentucky. Now this one I, I don't have um, a ton of knowledge about, but 1967 Louisville, Kentucky draft board refuses exemption for boxer Muhammad Ali. Mm, um, Cassius Clay. Yeah. Yeah. They. Does that mean he was drafted and you could get exempt <clears throat> yes. if you had a good enough reason? But yeah. his you could being be a boxer exempt wasn't? even still today. You can be, you can claim um, like conscientious objector basically, or you can ask to be exempt for religious reasons. And so, uh, conscientious objectors sometimes are exempt. Sometimes they're able to serve in a different capacity. During Vietnam, you had a lot of people trying to get out of the draft and so claiming different things. And I believe Cassius Clay, Muhammad Ali, uh, tried to be exempt for religious reasons. He had just become Muhammad Ali not too long before that, didn't want to go. They did not allow him to be exempt, and he was thrown in jail. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. 
that is um yeah so it made it very high profile situation yeah for sure well that was 1967 uh, this is one's interesting. 1971, U.S. federal grand jury indicts Reverend Philip Bernigan, Berrigan and five others, including a nun and two priests, on charges of plotting to kidnap Henry Kissinger. What? You ever heard of that? No. That sounds like a joke starter. No, yeah. One. Two nuns and a priest. <laughs> two nuns and a priest tried to kidnap Henry Kissinger. Yeah. Who was, was the Secretary of State, I believe. He was. He was yeah. a politician, statesman. Um, but that was 1971, so grand jury indicts. Wow. These six individuals on plots to kidnap him. So I don't even know that that happened. It's a great name, though, Kissinger. Yeah. Kissinger. It's tough to beat that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he had a great voice. He did. Real does voice. Yeah, he's, he's still, still alive, alive, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's alive. I also like Charles Krauthammer. That's yes. also a good one. Yes. Krauthammer. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Newt Gingrich, While not we're so on much. Well, not so much. No, not so much. While we're on that Rush subject. Limbaugh, nah, not as good. No, that one's a little bit. Sebastian Basil Dua. That could get there. That's, yeah. That could get there. And uh, last but not least, I don't really have anything very recent, so I'll just kind of leave with this one. 1995, the murder trial against O.J. Simpson began on this day in L.A. Wow. So, Lawrence. Yeah, not a bad day. Constantly exceeding our expectations. (laughs) Not a bad day. I'll say this one was, uh, this one felt a little bit more, um, what's the word? When you go back and um, not retro, but like, I guess throwback to when I um, found better facts. I feel like I was yeah. going through a dry spell. Yeah, you. Hey, um, you know what? Even, I know you didn't it say anything. To, you were super to patient. You Mickey were super Mantle, patient. Babe Ruth, you all kept, the big hitters. You kept inviting me back. <laughs> yeah. One of these days he'll hit. There was no Israeli prime ministers in there, though. We were no. hitting Israeli. No, we, were, we did had, have I think, a lot three of three weeks in a row of that. Yeah, yeah, we did have a few of, of those. And normally, Benjamin I'm stumbling, stumbling around for a most recent hurricane, you know, event type thing to finish out the yeah. day. So yeah. how, how many I just left with all puppies OJ. died in a roof collapse of some warehouse in some yeah. obscure town. And yeah, then those those cries. are what everybody's listening for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Lawrence. You did a great job. I would say you were up to bat five times. You scored about seven runs. Excellent. Uh, you know, your batting average is going up. So, you know, everyone will want your trading card now. That's right. That's right. Most people do. That's great. So now you're going to go coach some uh, JV basketball yeah, a little, now? little basketball. We uh, Tomorrow actually starts the preseason tournament that GSPN does for the high school boys basketball. And then a week from Monday, actually the 22nd, is our first regular season game. Uh, so it's, it's pretty much upon us. But wow. looking forward to a good season. All right. Okay. Well, hey, have a great weekend. Listeners, stick around. We still have about 47 minutes left of live till 5. It's 4.13 p.m. on Friday afternoon, January 12th, here at the KHMG Studios. If you ever miss part of the show, tune in Saturdays from noon to 2 or Sunday nights from 7 to 9 p.m. right here on 88.1 FM or go online, khmg.org, listen to the live stream, download the podcast of this show and many other great shows that are produced right here locally at our own radio studio this is episode 248 we will take a short break when we come back have a little news this afternoon plus a little stranger than fiction and our topic of the day new year's resolution so stick around a little more live till five after this short break
And we're back with a little more live till 5, 4.17 p.m. on this Friday, January 12th, here at the KHMG Studios. Check us out on khmg.org. That's our website. You can listen to the stream, the live stream of our radio there. So you don't have to have a radio to listen to the radio anymore. Mind blown. You can also download podcasts of this show and many other great shows, including but not limited to... uh, Building Great Leaders with Dr. Les Olala. I'm just going off the top of my head here. Um, Living Redemptively with Dr. Douglas McLaughlin. Heart of Harvest. Harvest Echoes. Um, Let's see here. Take Note with Chris Harper. A number of other programs as well that you can download as podcasts. You can listen right there online as well. They are cataloged. You can look them up by topic, passage, speaker, You can sort through and find resources that will be particularly helpful to you. And you can also share them. The nice thing about going through a website for podcasts and things like that is you can not only make it a blessing for yourself, but you can share that resource by just putting it on your social media. Put it on your Facebook. Put it out on Twitter. Share it uh, through your social media so that other people can be blessed by it as well. Because although we don't have many of the, you know, big name, as I guess you'd say, or or popular radio programs here, uh, the preaching that we offer, we can guarantee you that it is biblically sound, theologically correct, that it's presented in a way that is um, helpful, and we trust everything we put out. And so we vet these things at a very high level. And so anything you do get from khmg.org or anything you hear here on Harvest Family Radio, you know that it's good. And you can check it out for yourself and obviously always verify you are personally responsible for what you believe. You can hear what we have to say, but you don't take our word for it. I encourage you to open your Bible, check it out for yourself, compare, uh, you know, make sure that you're studying the word yourself and that you're not just absorbing what everyone else says. But I can tell you personally Everything we put out here at KHMG, we don't have to put a disclaimer on it. We don't have to apologize for it. We don't have to warn you about it. It is trustworthy and is truly intended to be a resource to you. So go to khmg.org. Check out all the resources we have available there. I would really encourage you to do that. Also, follow us on Facebook, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Easy way for you to know what's going on here by just following us, giving us a little comment that you're listening, give us some suggestions. You can send us personal messages. Every week we get personal messages through our Facebook page, people requesting information about this or that. And uh, we will oftentimes put a link on our Facebook page of a new song we've we've uploaded to our library or a new video or sometimes a new podcast. When this show is done, Chris will take a little time. He'll put it in podcast form, upload it, and then he'll put a link out there on social media. So I want you to have access to all of that. Now, weekly, almost every week, I try and share a few stories that I call stranger than fiction, because oftentimes truth is stranger than fiction. And there's no end to the stories that are out there, whether they're corny, funny type stories, whether they're infuriating, whether they're just interesting. It's just so many times truth is stranger than fiction. I found this one on Reuters here today. The uh, Las Vegas Consumer Electronics Show 2018. Okay. Uh, This is the show where the 
the digital world brings all of the best, most high-tech, most creative, futuristic uh, technology and shows it off in this huge convention. This year, it's in the Las Vegas Convention Center. Well, in the middle of the Las Vegas Convention Center's Consumer Electronics Show, they lost power. Of all things, let me read from this article from Reuters here. Large swaths of the sprawling Las Vegas Convention Center lost power at about 11.15 a.m. local time, shutting down brightly lit company booths and darkening rooms used by hundreds of journalists covering the CES, Consumer Electronics Show. Emergency lights stayed on and backup batteries kept wireless internet connections functioning. CES organizers said power was restored within minutes to the convention center's South Hall, where many gaming companies had exhibits. Other areas took longer. Power was fully restored by 2.10 p.m. So you're talking three hours without power for some parts of this CES. A preliminary assessment found that moisture from the heavy rains on Tuesday caused a flashover in one of the convention center's transformers. I think that means the power jumped from one spot to another. Power and rain are not the only challenges that the CES has faced this year. A central theme of this year's show is smart cities. And the automakers and other companies have used elaborate virtual reality displays of tree-lined streets and smooth-flowing traffic to promote technology and investments aimed at relieving urban congestion. On Las Vegas's physical streets, traffic crawled on Tuesday as thousands of CES attendees shuttled between hotels and conference venues in heavy rain. Long lines formed at the convention center for cabs. Ride-hailing companies such as Uber and Lyft could not pick up passengers at the convention center, but operated from parking lots a block or more away. So, very interesting technology problems at the largest technology show in the world. So, I guess when we have a microphone go down at church or we have a little little hiccup here in the radio station, at least we're in good company. How about this one? I This one just kind of caught my attention. Even though it's about Christmas, this is uh, something just came out. The title of the article here in Reuters is Estonian, you know, like from Estonia. Estonian police send black Christmas cards to driving offenders. The cards are sent to drivers with five or more driving offenses recorded during the year, mostly for speeding and driving under the influence. There have been uh, far more than 40 road deaths this year, uh, reads the card, and does not carry a personal greeting. It blames the deaths and injuries uh, to the more 1,300 people on drivers ignoring traffic rules and urges recipients to do all they can to keep the roads safe. And it says in the card, Believe us, your family and friends wish the same. The black Christmas cards, which police have sent since 2011, are among measures to have helped Estonia, with a population of 1.3 million, slash the number of road deaths from around 200 a year a decade ago. Uh, drunk driving offenses have also fallen to 6,100 so far this year from 17,920 from 2007. So, you know, is that what has been effective? Not sure, but their drunk driving incidents, 10,000 less this year, this past year. Now, I do know when it comes to policing that sometimes those numbers are affected by the way they're reported or by the emphases of the local law enforcement at that time. So if you have someone in 2007 that's the head of the law enforcement says, we're going to crack down on drinking and driving, and that becomes their big priority, you're going to see the number of drinking and driving incidents go up. 
So 10 years later, just because the number of incidents are down, it does not necessarily mean that there is that many more or that many less incidents. It could mean that there's less enforcement. It could mean there's a different emphasis. It could be that the rules have changed and what they call drinking under, driving under the influence or drinking and driving is different. So you have to take all that with a grain of salt. Now, I do want to mention this little segment, which is kind of a fun little segment. I call it Happy Little Accidents. From the book, Accidents May Happen, 50 Inventions Discovered by Mistake by Charlotte Foltz Jones. Thank you to Helen for giving me this book. How many of you like peanut brittle? Peanut brittle. You know, it's that candy, mostly peanuts, as the name indicates. And it is brittle. It breaks apart. It's not like fudge that's soft and melty. Peanut brittle is a hard candy. Well, let me tell you what it's all about, how it started. Oops, it says. In about 1890, a woman, nobody seems to remember her name, who lived in New England was making peanut taffy. Maybe the dog barked. Maybe the baby cried. Maybe the woman just wasn't paying attention. She got through the first four ingredients in her recipe, but then instead of adding the cream of tartar to the recipe, she accidentally used baking soda. The result was a very brittle, yes, very brittle peanut taffy. It was delicious, but so brittle, the only fitting name for it was peanut brittle. Many new sweets were invented around the turn of the last century. The reason is that until that time, sugar had been very expensive. When sugar tariffs were lifted in the 1880s, the price of sugar dropped and more people could afford to buy it and experiment with it. So there you go. Peanut brittle. How many of you like peanut brittle? I like peanut brittle. Pretty good. My grandma owned a beauty shop, and she had all these sweet little blue-haired ladies that would come to get their their tint and colors and everything like that in her house. She had a beauty shop in the back of her house, and I would sit in there and talk to the little old ladies. Maybe that's why I feel very comfortable talking to older ladies. I'm not sure. Anyway, they would bring divinity and fudge and peanut brittle, all homemade. It was great. Miss those good old days. Let me uh, just mention one other thing, then we'll take a short break and come back with the news with Chris Harper. These are some stats that I got from Financial Peace University, the uh, Dave Ramsey organization. This has to do with Americans and income and debt. This is uh, appropriate because one of your New Year's resolutions might be to get out of debt or to get your income up, uh, to get a better handle on your finances. Uh, If you'd like to take the Financial Peace University course, we're going to be offering that in March. I'll say more about that as we get closer, but that might be one step you want to take. But here you go. According to Ramsey, the U.S. is a wealthy country by comparison. However, you may be shocked to see the stats on the amount of debt the average American carries in relation to their income. For many Americans, the financial future is uncertain. For example, the according to the U.S. Census Bureau 2017, the average household income is $59,039. The average consumer debt is $180,018 in mortgages, $50,868 in student loans, $29,058 in auto loans, and $16,425 in credit cards. Total consumer debt in the U.S. is $12.73 trillion. Let me say that again. Total consumer debt in the United States, $12.73 trillion. $764 billion of that is credit card. $830 billion of that is just other debt. 
$1.17 trillion is just in auto loans alone. Student loans make up $1.34 trillion and mortgages $8.63 trillion in consumer debt in the U.S. 78% of Americans, according to CareerBuilder.org uh, 2017 survey, 78% of people in America live paycheck to paycheck. Average credit card, 16.14% annual percentage rate, according to CreditCards.com 2017. 16.14% interest on a credit card is the average. Seven out of 10 couples do not budget consistently. And approximately 66% of Americans would struggle to pay for an $1,000 a $1, emergency, according to the Associated Press in 2016. 66% could not afford to pay for a $1,000 emergency. And so that's why Dave Ramsey and Financial Peace University has put together a package that tries to instruct people on some of the best principles of how to handle money, how to communicate about money, how to get out of debt, um, how to uh, provide for your family better, how to handle insurances, things like that, and avoid some of the pitfalls that so many Americans seem to fall into. So that's a, a worthwhile endeavor on your part. Now I want to take a short break. When I come back, we're going to talk about the news, what's happening in the world today around us. So I want you to stick around. We'll have a little more live till 5 on this Friday, January 12th. It's 4.30 p.m. More live till 5 after this short break. with a little more live till 5, 4.34 p.m. on this Friday, January 12th. Joined in studio by the man who never leaves the studio, Chris Harper, all-around good guy, station manager, and our news anchor. Chris, what's happening in the news? Well, a lot of things. We're going to turn to some business news to start with. This is uh, as a result of some legislation that recently passed. Walmart on Thursday said it would raise entry-level wages for U.S. hourly employees to $11 an hour in February as it benefits from last month's major corporate tax cut. But on the same day, it said it would shut down stores and lay off thousands of workers. So it's not all good news. The world's largest retailer and private employer, officially called Walmart Stores, Inc., will shutter 63 of its Sam's Club discount warehouses are about one-tenth of the chain overall. Around 50 of those stores will be shut permanently after a review of profitability, and up to 12 more will be shut and reopened as e-commerce warehouses. So that would be like a just a place where they would store the items that you buy online. I suppose it's inevitable that uh, some stores will uh, suffer that fate, but uh, some good news and some bad news on the economic front. In our areas of the waters in the Pacific, 
talks between North and South Korea ahead of next month's Winter Olympics have eased fears of war over Pyongyang's development of nuclear missiles capable of hitting the United States. Well, at least for now. Uh, But North Korean leader Kim Jong-un has shown no sign of willingness at this point to give in to U.S. demands to negotiate away a weapons program. He sees it as vital to their survival, and so any reduction in tensions could prove a short-lived one. Rhetoric on all sides may have moderated as a result of this first round of intra-Korean talks. It's the first one in more than two years. But U.S. officials say hawks in President Donald Trump's administration, including Trump himself perhaps, remain pessimistic that this will lead anywhere. So there's a bit of uh, bright shining good news and also a bit of caution. It's, it's a ray of light surrounded by dark clouds. Something like that, yeah. Cautiously optimistic is what someone might say about it. A stricken Iranian oil tanker drifted into Japan's exclusive economic zone on Wednesday afternoon as strong winds pushed the burning ship away from the Chinese coast. Now, the ship, which has been ablaze for almost a week since it collided with another vessel on Saturday night in the East China Sea, um, this tanker called Sanchi is owned by Iran's top oil shipping operator, National Iranian Tanker Company, and it was carrying almost a million barrels of an ultralight, highly flammable crude oil, and it was taking it to South Korea. The Coast Guard has sent patrol boats and aircraft to get the latest information about the tanker, tanker and is monitoring the situation. I'm not sure how dire that situation is, but I suppose that if it's... Uh, If it gets any more, they would probably want to push it out to sea or something of that nature. Uh, Vermont's state residents, in a a bit of uh, other news, Vermont's state residents who don't identify as male or female will soon be able to choose another gender on their driver's licenses. Vermont Public Radio is reporting that the Department of Motor Vehicles in their new computer system will allow a third gender option, though it's not clear what letter will be used to designate it. LGBT advocates are cheering Vermont's decision and predicting that the idea will spread, and indeed it already has, Oregon, California, and the District of Columbia also offer a third gender option in their driver's license systems, Washington State recently decided to offer a third gender option, uh, not on driver's licenses, but on birth certificates. Wow, I did see that one in the news today. It's mind-boggling, you know, for those children. So on a birth certificate, for example, your parents don't identify your gender. Uh, You wonder what the long-term impact on society and specifically on each of those kids that are really going to be victimized by that decision. I mean, right. it's, it's a very sad thing. Well, there seemed to be a, a lengthy period of time when a rejection of biblical truth, reality, you could just call it reality, uh, when a rejection of biblical truth was standing on some sort of grounds of uh, scientific uh, query, like someone would say, well, I believe in science, I don't believe in the Bible, which is, of course, an absurd 
notion in and of itself. But at least you could see that there was one side and the other. But with this particular debate, you're denying biblical worldview, a biblical reality, and you're also denying a scientific reality. Right. So now what are you in the realm of? You're in the realm of just saying, well, we'll come up with the rules and we'll let you know what they are as we go. And so at this point you have um, people's opinions, and I'm not sure which people they are, but people's opinions um, ruling the entirety of society. Yeah. And uh, without regard to any sort of scientific notions and without regard to any sort of uh, moral, biblical, historical, historical notions. Right. Where, you're, where are you at that point? The foundations are destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're in a bad, bad situation. So it's a it's a um, it's a uh, it's an indication that what the Bible says about future is true and that things will uh, go only down yep. and only degrade uh, as time goes on. And so they are. Yeah, very sad, very sad. Good time for Christians to live what they believe, live their faith, yeah, and know why they believe what they believe, and then compassionately share what they believe with others as God gives opportunities and open doors. Um, obviously, politicians are not the answer to the world's problems. Absolutely not. And uh, we have to turn to someone that doesn't change, someone that's not fickle, someone that's not going to let us down, you know, in Jesus Christ, and, and look to his word for guidance, not look to, I mean, we need to be involved in the process, and God's given us the freedom to be able to elect people to represent our government and things like that, but we're going to be very sad if we uh, put all our hopes in the government. Well, this not a this this wouldn't necessarily have have its uh, roots in like you can change a law and that will fix everything. When somebody refuses to even see reality anymore, right, right, there's not a whole lot you can do with a law, right, <laughs> right. Just, so right. even if you did believe that laws would fix things, when somebody already has a belief that reality doesn't matter at all. Yeah. You can't really even yeah. if you even if you have some faith yeah. that political solutions are the answer, um, it's pretty hard to have faith in it at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's the yeah. If you want to find a biblical answer about male and female, you can go right to the book of Genesis. That's why we we emphasize Genesis often uh, even in this program, I think we played some answers in mm-hmm. Genesis, but going back and seeing that God created, and it says male and female created he, them. Yeah. And, and so we see, we see what the situation is, but we're lo- that's where we're looking to, the Word. Yep. 24 yep. hours a day here, we, we look to the Word, and that's, that's why we put such an emphasis on it, because we want to know what God says. Human beings can come up with all kinds of crazy things. Right. But what the word of God says, that's what God says. Yep. Yep. So yeah. I, I have the privilege of being in a Bible study with a group of guys and I remind them that uh there's a reason why we don't just open up uh chicken soup for the soul. Uh but yeah. instead we open up God's word and we have a Bible study, not just a self help group, you know, because we need the authority of God's word to dictate how we live and how we think and what we believe. 
Yeah. And uh, that gives you some assurance. It gives you some confidence. We, we did a, um, we're doing the Life of Christ on Wednesday evenings, and I've just filled in for Dr. Yo this past week, and that, that was an energizing class and teaching it. And the reason why is because um, when you start looking at Jesus Christ, and we were looking at John 1, uh, um, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then we talked about how that Jesus Christ is God, and that he was sent to earth to become a man, all that. But in the course of that discussion, which is an exciting one, uh, we talked about how that the truth stands up to scrutiny, and that we can go into the world with this amazing confidence that if we have the truth, someone can attack the truth, someone can scrutinize the truth, someone can question the truth, but if it's indeed the truth, then it will stand up to that scrutiny. So when you're going to the Word of God, you're going to the truth, and you know what you're doing? You're questioning it. You're coming up with, you're trying to find what it's talking about. You're tr- you know, there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of openness to trying to understand what that Word is telling you. And uh, uh, there's many places in society where questions are not uh, encouraged. Yeah, especially in religious settings, a right. lot. Yep, questions are not encouraged, but the Word of God always is open to question because what what you're tr- what you're testing is the truth. Right, and truth stands up to test. Yep, yep, yeah. yeah. It, it matter of fact, that's how I think many people come to faith is they're testing right the the Word of God, and they do find that it's true and reliable, and that's yeah. how many apologists that are out there have come to faith, you know, the Josh McDowells and people like that, that they were trying to prove it wrong. Yeah. And uh, they were testing it, and it passed the test. Yeah. And they came to faith in Christ because of it. Even with the wrong motivation. Yeah. <laughs> you can Absolutely. You can come to it and you can say, whoa, wait a minute. Yep. This is the truth. And, I, you know, you should come to it with, a, with an honest heart, with some integrity. Right. But, you know, there have been many cases— where someone has tried to challenge and with pride and with anger and hostility, and yet the Bible has proven itself true. So, yeah, I, I, I appreciate that about it, um, about the class we were having about the life of Christ, but then just that idea. I always tell my kids, if you have a question, ask the question, right. because we'll just look to the Bible. They can't look to me for answers necessarily, but we can both together sure. look to the Bible. That's that's where we go. Sure. That's great. That's great. Well, that that makes this endeavor, KHMG, Harvest Family Radio, worthwhile because we are trying to share the truth with yeah. our community here on Guam and all those that listen really all around the world. So thanks a lot, Chris, for not just the news, but also talking to us a little bit about the truth from God's Word today. Yeah. So... You have a great weekend. I'm going to take a short break, come back, talk about our topic of the day, which is New Year's resolutions. I'm sure many of the people listening made some New Year's resolutions. Let's talk about what the most common New Year's resolutions are, maybe a, a way to help you keep some of those those things you decided, hey, I'm going to really try this this year and uh, wrap up the show with a little talk about that. So stick around a little more live till five after this short break.
Welcome back to a little more Live Till 5. It's 4.50 p.m. on this Friday, January 12th, talking about New Year's resolutions. Did you know the most common New Year's resolutions, according to Statista, which is a website that does all kinds of surveys and stats, most common New Year's resolutions for 2018, eat healthier. 37% of people surveyed eat healthier. Uh, Let's see here. It looks like there were about 1,200 people surveyed between December 8th and 11th in 2017. So eat healthier, 37%. Get more exercise, 37%. And save more money, 37%. 24% of people focus on self-care, like get more sleep. 18% read more. Make new friends, 15%, as well as learn a new skill, like writing with your other hand, 15%. Get a new job, 14%, and take up a new hobby, 13%. 32% of people surveyed said, I don't plan on making any New Year's resolutions. Maybe you're like that. Just kind of give up on the whole resolution thing and just, you know, just decide to cowboy up and do what you need to do. You don't need no January 1st to do that. But according to the American Psychological Association, if you want to make your New Year's resolution stick, do these things. Uh, start small, for example. Make resolutions that you think you can keep. Number two, change one behavior at a time. Unhealthy behaviors develop over a course of time. Thus, replacing unhealthy behaviors with healthy ones requires time as well. Don't get overwhelmed. The next one that the American Psychological Association, the APA, recommends is talk about it. Share your experiences with family and friends. Consider joining a support group to help you reach your goals. We have a little thing like that going on in the office right now. We have about eight of us guys that all want to lose a little bit of weight. Lawrence and Sebastian are both in the group, as well as some other guys. And we are all doing three things. One, we're weighing in about every 10 days. And then we also have, we're tracking our hydration. We all had the same water app and we can see each other's progress throughout the day to track our hydration. Some guys are having better success with that than others. And then we are also having a workout of the day, a wad, kind of like CrossFit. I put up on the wall of my office or on my door and every day it's a different thing. So today it was do five squats, air squats, as soon as you enter your office space, every time you enter your office space until you've done 50 squats for the day. And almost everyone did 50 squats by two o'clock at least. So it really makes you think twice about leaving your office though, when you've already done about 45 squats. But anyway, that little support group makes it kind of fun though. We're all challenging each other. Hopefully we can do this. We're going to try and keep it up all the way till the first week of June. Uh, Talk about it. Don't beat yourself up. Perfection is unattainable according to the APA here. Remember that minor missteps when reaching your goals is completely normal. So you got to be okay with that. And finally, ask for support, accepting help from those who care about you and listen uh, and will listen uh, strengthens your resilience and ability to manage stress caused by your resolution. So that's good advice from the APA. I saw this little this little uh, calendar uh, by Bishop John H. Vincent. This looks like it's from, wow, it goes way back. But this basically is a old, old uh, little New Year's resolution kind of prayer. It says, a resolve for every morning of the new year. Reverend uh, John, or Bishop John H. Vincent. I will this day try to live a simple, sincere, and serene life, repelling promptly every thought of discontent, anxiety, discouragement, impurity, and self-seeking, cultivating cheerfulness, magnanimity, charity, 
and the habit of holy silence, exercising economy and expenditure, carefulness in conversation, diligence in appointed service, fidelity to every trust, and a childlike trust in God. That's a pretty good resolution there by Bishop John H. Vincent. It was attached to an article that was titled, this is from Forbes magazine, it's editorial here, but it was just 8% of people achieve their New Year's resolutions. And even the writer of that article, one of their main things is keep it simple. So I was going to talk about some diets and things. I have kind of the best diets, the worst diets. I might save this for next week and make that our topic. Yeah, how about we do that? Next week we'll talk about dieting. Um, I did read one interesting thing. Let me wrap up with this. You have to keep your body fit. You have to keep your mind fit. I came across an article by um, America's Most Trusted Pharmacist, you know, self-titled Susie Cohen, and she talked about uh, in her article about how your body uses brain cells and creates brain cells. And some of the lifestyle choices that help grow new brain brain cells and protect your gray matter, intermittent fasting, caloric restriction, exercise, basically some superfoods like red grapes, blueberries, green tea, uh, let's see, wild-caught salmon and other uh, fatty fish all help your brain grow new cells and and make you have healthy gray matter. Um, But one of the things I was surprised with is keeping your brain in shape also uh, games like Super Mario 3D. The particular video game, according to this, also Super Mario 64, has been used in two important research studies on the brain in which it was proven that a spatial video game increases brain activity in the uh, hippocampal region and helps you create new neurons. This gives us a whole new perspective when it comes to healing the brain and growing healthy brain cells. So you play a little Super Mario 3D if you like, and it will actually help you grow some new brain cells, which is I'm sure all the kids are cheering right now. Uh, Parents, you can get that game for your child, I'm sure, somewhere like one of the local video game stores. So anyway, you know, we've had a great show today, and it's been a lot of fun, and I'm so glad you were with us today. We enjoyed all the different little parts of the show that help us to achieve, you know, basically the funnest things on Live Till Five, the the conversation, the information, um, the levity, the all the little segments that we do, what's in my coffee, and this day in history, and the quiz, and the news, and stranger than fiction, and happy little accidents, and topic of the day. These are all fun things we do, and we do this every Friday from three to five, and I hope it's a blessing to you. It's a lot of fun for me, and uh, if you enjoy it, you can always go to our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Just leave us a little note that you like the show. Send us a personal message, maybe uh, give us a little thumbs up there. And then you'll also, by going there, you'll be notified anytime we upload something new there, which is just great. Then you can also find us on our website, khmg.org. You can download the podcast of this show. It'll be available in just a few hours. You can also pod, uh, download other podcasts. And then you can listen to the show in its rebroadcast form, Saturdays from noon to 2, Sunday nights from 7 to 9 p.m., Catch us on The Rebound when we rebroadcast the show in its entirety on 88.1 FM and on our live stream through khmg.org. So I want to make sure that we're being a blessing to you. We want all these resources to be available to you. We hope that you are, are 
encouraged by this show. We hope it puts a smile on your face and is a blessing to you. Share it with other people. Tell them that you're listening to this show. Let us know you're listening when you bump into us here. And uh, we really appreciate it. I encourage you to make it to church this weekend. Find a Bible-preaching church. If you have a church home already that is a Bible-preaching church, make sure you're there. Be faithful. Be there and be a blessing to others and learn God's Word and then obey it. If you don't have a church home, come visit us here at Harvest Baptist Church, 10.30 a.m. Sunday morning, right here in Barragana, same campus as Harvest Christian Academy and Harvest Family Radio. We'd love to meet you. I'm one of the pastors at the church, and I'd love to meet you. I'd love to know that you heard about the church through the radio. That would be really cool for me. So this is episode 248 on this Friday, January 12th, here at KHMG, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam. Thanks for spending this two hours with me, the fastest two hours of the week. Have a great weekend.